Let her go, Molaram. You are in a position unsuitable to give orders. Watch your back! You want the stones? Let them go! <laughs> Drop them, Dr. Jones! They will be found! You won't! <laughs> Get now! Molaram, prepare to meet Kali in hell. Hey everybody, welcome back to the continuing adventures of the Citizen Raid team. <laughs> I couldn't even get that out without, you know, that's just so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, welcome back as we continue our retrospective uh, of the Indiana Jones franchise leading up to the, the most, well, the very anticipated film coming up at the end of June. And we're going to uh, continue with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. We could have used Crazy Ralph on this one for sure. Doom. You're doomed, <laughs> Indiana. You're doomed. <laughs> now, this one was, you know, a little controversial when it came out. Uh, mainly, well, Spielberg put out a film, produced a film uh, about a year or so before this called Poltergeist. Now, the whole thing was Poltergeist isn't a gratuitously violent film or anything. But it had some pretty creepy little shots. The guy tearing his face off and Joe Beth Williams in her panties being thrown around. And, you know, it, it, it did. It had some pretty, you know. Well, it's a horror film. Yeah, it's a horror film. Um, see, in the States, you had back in eighty in the, in the early 80s before Temple of Doom came out, you had G, which was Disney, PG, which was Disney-esque. And then you jumped all the way up to R. So there wasn't a middleman rating. And I thought they should have had that. Even I agree, there should you could always have a middleman rating, like a t- pre a teenager rating, like PG. Well, what we're going to be getting here is PG thirteen, would be the new rating system. Now PG thirteen was created in nineteen eighty four, thanks to Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, um, and the path and the direction it took when it came when it came to the violence. And some of the story yeah, within the film. Now, because of the this film's controversy, the first film to come out that had a PG-13 rating in the U.S., there's a controversy in this one too, but we already reviewed it. It's called Red Dawn. Yes. Red Dawn was the first PG-13 film to get released, and I believe Dreamscape was up there too. But uh, thanks to this little film, we got a new rating. And actually, the funny thing is, PG-13 is the go-to rating now. Everybody likes a good PG-13 film. I think in the UK, you guys would call it a 15. Well, whenever I was growing up around the time 
that this was released. Actually, this is the first Indiana Jones film I saw in the cinema. I know I mentioned this in the last podcast. I was seven years old. Loved it. Brilliant. Um, but anyway, um, back then in the UK, the ratings were U, which was universal. Basically, anyone, any age. Basically, we're talking Disney. Um, PG, which was, I believe is what this film and Raiders got, which is basically parental guidance. That's, were, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Then, the, then there was 15, which was basically only suitable for people of 15 um, years old or older. And then there was the hardcore 18, which most horror films um, got slapped on them. Um, but then, whenever the Burton 1989 Batman came out, actually Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom escaped pretty much unscathed from the censors um, back then, which is weird. I know it was edited heavily on TV when it appeared on TV back then, especially, you know, certain scenes that we're going to talk about. And um, But it was actually the Burton 1989 Batman that created a brand new certificate, which was the 12 certificate. So it was only suitable for 12 and overs, and it still stands to this day, along with the other ones that are still there. Okay, so your 15 would have been R rated R. 17, I think, is, yes, is, is I think so. in the States. Yeah. And your 12 is RPG 13, technically. Yes. It's funny, it took Batman to do that, because no offense, I think Batman's a lot more tamer than this one. Oh, oh big thing. <laughs> uh, I mean, this, this, we'll get to it, but this, to me, re-watching it, I was actually pissing myself laughing. This is a fucking horror film. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it, it is. Uh, now, I saw Temple of Doom. I was obviously... Be really looking forward to it because obviously a fan of Raiders mm-hmm. and me and my friend Pete my mom took us and we got to do a double billing it was the same day release I can't remember again I could be wrong give or take a day but we got to see Temple of Doom and Ghostbusters excellent choices <laughs> yeah that was such a fun time and I remember coming out of Temple of Doom and I actually remember it being a little that's a little a little raw I thought it was a little uh it seemed it wasn't as fun as Raiders was, you know, because it does take a, a darker turn. Yeah. And and then you have Ghostbusters, which is the complete opposite. Uh, but I do remember, obviously, obviously loving it because it's Harrison Ford. And, you know, uh, that's that's my, my, remem- my first viewing of Temple of Doom. All right. So, we're going to just jump right into this. And... Discuss Double B one. Yeah, let's just let's let's talk Indiana Willie. Uh, <laughs> Oscar winner. And I love saying it. Oscar winner, K U Kwan, who plays short round. Congratulations, Good buddy. on him, yep. Always got shorty and uh, uh, he seems like a, a great guy at the same time. Uh, he seems like such a lovable character character and I'll tell you what, you know, from, from this and, and Goonies and kinda of retiring and coming back and winning an Oscar. I mean, nothing, nothing but hats off. Yeah, yeah, good on him. And apparently, um, he has during the filming of this, he has nothing. But, obviously, he was a kid. He said he's nothing but um, praise for Harrison Ford. He said him and Harrison Ford had to stay in a hotel in Sri Lanka while you know the filming was happening. And he said Harrison Ford was just so humble, so down to earth, and he became like his best friend. Harrison Ford taught him how to swim and everything. And I just think that's a great story that there's actually, you know, there, you know, in La La Land, Hollywood, I know it gets a lot of flack for it being, you know, these, you know, divas and, you know, they're on a different planet from, you know, the ordinary average person. But, you know, just stories like that are just, I love stories like that. 
Yeah, especially if they're geared toward Harrison Ford, because I think Harrison Ford gets a bum rap of being a douche. He's not. He's just yeah. reserved. He's, he's just, just grumpy. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think he's that. He's just reserved and quiet. I and actually totally relate to him as grumpiness. I, so, you know, good on him. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I know he gave him the Oscar and everything. So, I thought that, that was kind of yes. cool. Um, so, it, it's nice seeing full circle. Yeah. So, um, get it full circle, short round. Yeah. <laughs> okay, forget it. Uh, we got Mola Ram, Chedala, Lao Chi, Wuhan, and the guy from The Shining. Yes. <laughs> Philip Stone. Yeah, Captain Blumbird, I think he plays. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're just going to jump into this. Uh, where do we go? Okay. Well, I remember first saying this, and you know what? Who knew? A musical number. Um, this is... I remember seeing this, and I was like, what, are we in the right film? <laughs> uh, you got a beautiful Kate Capshaw. A little controversy there. As we know, Spielberg was married to Amy Irving at the time. You know, I'm going with this. Yes. And Spielberg ended up marrying Kate Capshaw. Mm-hmm. Well, there was, was also so. a lot of, and there has been controversy, um, you know, since the film about basically the, including by Kate, Kate Capshaw herself, uh, how basically the character of Willie Scott is just like this. She's just a screaming sort of one dimensional character, you know, screaming blonde, sort of bimbo type character. Um, I think there's a lot more to the character than that. I don't quite agree with that. And I also get that Spielberg and Lucas were looking for the polar opposite to Marion Ravenwood. Now, this movie takes place in 1935, which we just talked about in with Raiders, that this is before Raiders. So I believe Raiders was 80, was 1980, was um, 1936. So this is a year before that all went down. We got a musical number just to kind of introduce to us to the scene. We're in a, a nightclub here. Now, I do like the introduction of, I want to say it's Wuhan, which would have been his sidekick. Um, who dies pretty quickly, yes. obviously. And he even says, we had a lot of years together, a lot of adventures together. I okay, die first, Indy. Yeah. And so what I like about that was you you, you kind of knew, you got to know right the character right away and who he was by just that line. Yeah. But also the sad thing is, I wouldn't have mind seeing him last a little longer or give us more of who this character was. So maybe Pep, maybe... I think maybe he should maybe he could have kept this one in for a bit and then maybe he'll see his comeuppance down the road. But it also it, his death also adds to the threat that Indy and Shorty and Willie are facing immediately. So I think, you know, Spielberg and Lucas went for that direction. You know, it's like we're going to get there's going to be just threat from start to finish here, you know. There's actual stakes in the, these guys, you know, like Chan. Isn't that, what you, isn't that how you pronounce it? Lao Che. Lao These guys are badasses. You know, the, these are like pulp villain badass guys. Yeah, but they, fuck that. They don't give a shit. Indy doesn't give a shit because when he picks up that fucking flaming shish kebab and <laughs> just throws it at the guy, yeah, I fucking the love it. <laughs> I love it. It mm-hmm. is, I mean, this, uh, that, that shot alone. Goes to show you this. Well, it's not brutal or anything like that, but it's still pretty. It's no, it's not nasty. I I don't think it's. I mean, I think it's got it's got it's, got, it's, it's ballsy, and I it's mean, just saying you know we're not fucking about here. This is this, but but it's not in any way nasty, and I don't, I wouldn't say it's gratuitous either. It's fun. It's like it's like it's comic book violence. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think it's 
cartoony. Yeah, you can say that with Raiders, but I I, I do feel that they they, they push the envelope <laughs> a bit. But I this is not that I'm complaining. I fucking love it. Yeah, but this this whole this whole escapism scene is brilliant with losing the diamond in the ice. Yes, and she she and, and Will, uh, Willie putting the diamond down her bra. No, the the uh, antidote down her bra. Yes, and it, the whole thing is about Indiana Jones. As cool as he is, gets out of this stuff with just fucking dumb luck. Yeah, and like, with the big gong, hides, shooting when, at him. Yeah, <laughs> when he hides, when he hides behind the, the big gong there, and he just happens to jump off the window with Willie, and they're short round to pick him up in the bottom. You know, <laughs> at the bottom. You know, it, it, it's it's all about you know timing, but the great thing about Indiana Jones is that he's allowed to get away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a flaw in the film compared to the last one, and it does bother me a bit now watching it again through the podcast eyes. Again, this is my favorite franchise, so you know this is minor. But I, I think the choreography and the fight scenes in this aren't very good. No, I, I mean, I thought, I, I think they're just as good as, I would have to perhaps, I mean, I've, sent this, I've watched this multiple times um, over the years, um, you know, a lot of a lot of those times as a casual viewer you know it's maybe been on tv or whatever and i've, I've tuned in you know because it brings back nostalgia of you know seeing it as a kid but no i i, I certainly there's nothing i noticed that was bad yeah it's it's not great um we'll we'll talk about it as we go a little further but again i i go with it because it's fucking indiana jones well exactly now did, you know i just noticed well i i noticed it a few years ago but I've seen this movie a lot so many times, and I just noticed it a few years ago. That's fucking Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, I know. I know. Did um, you notice that the first few times you've uh, seen it this? It took me... No, well, I, I'm gonna, I'll be completely honest. I didn't. And it was um, whenever I was, like, read up about it, like, several years, you know, in recent years and in, in recent times, I read up about it. And, yeah, it's Dan Aykroyd. One of the uh, films we're going to be talking about here is uh, Crystal Skull. And one of the reviews, uh, although actually quite a few of the reviews, and some of you listening to this know what I'm about to say here, it got ripped on because, oh, so stupid, he wouldn't have got away with this, and blah, blah, blah. Well, my whole point is he does get away with it because it's Indiana Jones. It's not based on, yeah, Indiana Jones films and aren't based on, they're not documentaries, you know. So the point is people rip on Crystal Skull because of its believability and so forth, all right? But let's talk about the fucking plane jumping scene then. <laughs> and it's the stupidest thing ever. I fucking love it. Yeah. Hey guys, keep in mind, I'm not complaining. I'm calling you all out who don't like the Crystal Skull because of the scene where he takes the cheek, flies it over the cliff, bounces on the tree, then he goes into the river, and then <laughs> goes into the waterfall, and they survive. <laughs> and I want people to reflect on that and reflect now while, while watching this. Now, when the man jumps out <laughs> on a raft with two other people, carrying luggage, by the way. Don't forget the luggage. Bar in mind, the raft hasn't even inflated at this point. Yeah. It's, it's, in, it's inflating as, yep. as they're falling. I'll give it a pass. It bounces on the fucking snow. Fine. They weren't that high up, I'll go with. Mm-hmm. Then they go for a little sled ride, and then they massive drop into a fucking river off a cliff yep and they're like whoo <laughs> it's indiana jones it's you know it's thank you, know, you james bond does stuff like this as well you know um yeah. you know uh, if this is escapism this is not based on true 
you know, archaeologists in real life are, are funny duddy and boring. You know what I mean? I'm telling you now, what you just said, it's escapism, it's fun, that's Indiana Jones. Of course. Is, and everyone loves Temple of Doom, they love Last Crusade, and they love Raiders. They all have the same escapism. Mm-hmm. Where he gets his his hat never falls off, or he'll get his hat at the last minute. Yeah. all this is all good fun. It's a, and there's a no exact same to the stuff audience. happens in this in this Crystal Skull. Mm-hmm. Exact same stuff, and people badmouth it. But would I ever talk about that? That's coming up in a couple of podcasts. I, I actually think the um, the raft jumping out of the plane um, is actually very realistically done. And I'm only joking. It's, oh fuck off! Uh, it's great fun. It's you know right. You know I'm saving this to later. I know. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to sum up the film later on, and it'll include this. But yeah, go ahead. Move, so yeah. you have the great thing about this film, especially this, even over all the Indiana Jones. It's it it mixes miniatures, models, matte painting, practical, all in one. Superimposing stuff as well. You you get this a lot with. You know this, and especially with the uh, the roller coaster mine scene. Yes, um, and clearly look like dolls and stuff, <laughs> but you don't care. Yeah, exactly. It's so fucking fun. You want to be in that with him. Yeah. You want to be in that. You want to be in that scene. That's 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 the beauty of what Spielberg could do. Do you know the Sp- American show Mythbusters? Yeah. Apparently, there's a, there was an episode of it dedicated to the raft jumping out of the plane and them landing on it, and they tested it to see if it was possible. Shockingly, it's not. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Um, um, I haven't seen this episode of the program, but I didn't read that. So when they land, they get to... this right. So, I, you know, I, I, I again seen this again. This has a charming story to it. Yeah. And... It's, you know, it's the Pied Piper mm-hmm. leading the children, you know, out of harm's way. I, I don't know if I'm getting that right, but I think that's the same no, concept. No, it, it's basically, he's yeah. He's, he, you meet these, these, uh, these, these two town folk, town folk. <laughs> the town of elders. The town of elders. And they're so charming and so polite and you're rooting for them. Yeah. And how Harrison Ford handles it, and he tells the story to Willie and how they've taken their children and they've taken that statue. Now, their statues, their beliefs is so powerful in that statue that they're running water, the food's dried up, everything's gone to shit because they stole their statue while mulling around. Yes. And they need, they need to go back and, and save them. And especially when he, he wasn't really going to do it until he finds out they took the children. Yeah. Can I say yeah. as well, just at this point, um, while you're talking about that, um, the Thuggy Cult, um, which you know are the main villains in this you know film, um, the Thuggy Cults were real. Now, I'm not saying that Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is real, you know what I mean? But there is, it is based on truth. The Thuggy Cults. That's I believe I could be wrong, but I believe that that's where the the um, modern word thug comes from, and they were they were bad bastards basically. Uh, yeah, I want to believe it. I mean, I would believe that because Indiana Jones takes always takes some historic fact, yeah, play you know, implement it, you know, like the Nazis and mm-hmm. maybe all the bad guys. Or, well, mainly it's Nazis. Yeah. So they have to go to is it Bangkok? Bangkok uh, uh, it's Palace? P- Bangkok uh, Palace? Bangkok. I think. I thought it was Bangkok the whole time. I was like, wait a minute, Bangkok? That's in- P- Bangkok, 
Um, I could be pronouncing it wrong, but yes, um, Pancock Palace. And the stone they've taken is called Sibylina. Yes. Sibylina, I think they're called. Now, they say there's five stones, and the five stones make up this great power if you have all five stones. Yeah. Kind of like with the Ark. You open the Ark, whoever has the Ark holds great power. Yeah. So it's the same thing with getting these five stones, but this one only focuses on three. Am I wrong, or am I missing two stones? No, 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 no. Yes, no. They are missing two stones. There's five in total. That's why the kids are basically. That's why there's child slavery in it, <laughs> and this family film as well. That because they, they're trying to find the, the other, other two. They have found. Ah, that's they, why they had it. two. Uh, Mularam and the gang, you know, the prime minister and stuff. And um, they had two. They stole the third from the village, and they had the kids in the mines digging. For the other two, along with other precious stones and stuff. Okay. Okay. Got it. All right. So, then you get this kind of, like, kind of this little montage of uh, Willie being Willie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is one funny moment when they're playing cards, and she's being attacked by all these, or these little creatures from the forest. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, it does work. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it's and, yeah, and I do like the fact that he's being kind of a dick about it. He's like, you know, just suck it up. It's the, it's the fucking, it's the, why it's called the jungle. And, <laughs> she, and she actually throws a snake at him. Yeah. <laughs> and I, he quickly has to, he quickly has to suck, suck it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She thinks it's the elephant trunk again, but it's a big yeah. snake. Yeah. Uh, so this whole, this whole introduction to Willie and Harrison, I mean, they work well together, Kate Capshaw and Yes. Him. Uh, obviously, short round we know it's fine, and I do think it's funny. The difference between this one and Raiders is Raiders peppered it in, but you had dark elements peppered in comedy, dark elements peppered in comedy, blah blah blah. This one just seems to be kind of a comedy until we get to a certain scene and then everything turns. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like they they threw all the comedy and slapstick at you right away. Because they know where they're where they're going to take us <laughs> to a darker world. I think that's what they know. Seriously, once no, they, I mean it's very. I'm just laughing at some of the dark stuff. Once they once they get to the you know they find these the sacrifice the sacrificial scene, that's where this is this is not the film we we, we were introduced to 45 minutes. Ago. It becomes a horror film. Exactly, um, but yeah. So when they get to the thing, we got what Molaram, Chadalal, and Captain Bloomberg. Lumbert comes back at the end, but he's kind of doesn't really do anything. Yeah, he's sort of with the cavalry, you know, the bridge area, the red coats and stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, the dinner scene was funny, you know, the uh, monkey's brain. I love the dinner scene. Oh my god, they cut open the snake and the little snakes I, come I, out. I see, at the, at, when I was a kid, first watching this, I, just, I just love this gross out scene. Fucking and disgusting. See, yeah. At, uh, oh, and I mean, uh, yeah. Look, th- this scene in particular has been accused of being racist. Maybe if you, I don't know. I'm not obviously. I'm not Indian. Uh, maybe Indian people might find this offensive, and some of the other stuff. That's fair enough. I, I accept that. But as a kid, and as a big kid, a forty-six-year-old big kid, I just find, I just find this really gross out and so funny and so entertaining. I know? think what you're talking about, though, I don't think the racist came from what they're eating. Well, they're that just is real. It's it's it, I the main controversy was the hired white people to play Indians. Right. Well, there was there were several controversies then because there was other ones because including Mularam's headdress. Which is basically a cow skull, and a cow is a sacred animal, um, you know, in Hindu religion. 
And I just stuff. I I just think people are watching a fucking movie like an adventure film. I can see if we're watching a documentary yes, or something that's loosely totally based on something that's yeah historically factual. But for fuck's sake, yeah. Uh, I mean, if you were some sort of strict, you know, um, religious Indian sort of Hindu guy, yes, maybe you would. I mean, this was banned in India. I think it still is banned. Uh, it's more the sacrilegious stuff. And look, see, see the dinner party scene. That's done for comic effect. I don't think anyone really believes what watching that thinks. That's what Indian people eat. You know, this is this is just a gross out comedy scene. If anything, it's not intentionally racist. It's juvenile. And you know what? As somebody who still has a juvenile sense of humor, I fucking love it. It's just so funny and so. Um, you know. Yeah, you're not. Nobody's watching this fucking film. Yeah, it's not documentary. And, and going. My God, is that what they eat? Yeah. No, nobody. <laughs> yeah. So From ch- chilled monkey brains. <laughs> so the last kind of fun part we have is before when they discover, you know, the 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 the, the entrance into this uh, dark underworld we're about to come into. The insects. There's a great shot where. Um, and I know I always miss it where Indy's walking around in his room, contemplating, does he want to go to Willie's room? Yes, and she's doing and the same. Yeah, and there's a there's a painting in the background of Indy, and there's a guy in the painting. Brilliantly effective. Such a great shot. I always miss him. And it's a brilliant jump scare. It yeah. is, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh great fights. Very yeah, very fun. Um and then with the bugs and the spikes coming down. Yeah. And his banter with Willie, we are going to die. <laughs> Open, pull the lever. <laughs> and then when, she, when they're about to get crushed, and, uh, when she finally gets them out and the thing comes back up, yep. his reaction, the way he looks at her, yep. is like, you dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah. that's, I, I, but that's, that's Harrison. We talked about that in the last one. He can give you a look yep. and you know exactly what he's thinking. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, you're totally on. You're totally on side with them. It's just like just pull the fucking lever, and she's oh, I, one of them crawled on my arm. <laughs> In reality, um, Kit Capshaw um, took a load of tranquilizers and was completely covered head head to toe in what were real insects. So in reality, she actually had balls, um, you know, because I wouldn't yeah. have fucking done it. That would have fucking freaked me out. Although the most freakiest scene is coming up later on for me personally, and I'm not talking about the, the obvious one that you might think. Yeah. Um, this scene is the kind of concert starts beginning. So let me get this straight. they got the three rocks now, yes. three of them. And they're the, you can see the synchro stones collectively they're known as or something like that. Yeah, they're they're called. Yeah, and then when the when you put when you when you got three of them together or whatever, I guess it's three, not the five, but as of yet. Yes. But you've got the three, and you can see the diamonds inside it. Yes, glowing. Right, and I don't get this. So they rip this guy's heart out. And then they chuck him in the fire. <laughs> Fucking brutal. Not um, only that, he does it bare handed with well, his bare hand, and then not and then like raises. And you see all this. This is all graphically portrayed. In a yeah, they sound like they're cutting away. It's fucking brilliant. And that they get away with this back then. They would never in a million years get away with this now. And a kids film. Um, and then he rips the heart out. Uh, with his bare hands, then holds it up like a trophy, and the heart's still beating. <laughs> and then, then to, to top that off, they burn him alive and basically what's a, a volcanic pit. <laughs> it's brutal. So, what's the point 
of the sacrifice if they're just looking for the other two rocks? To please the gods. It, it, it's, they practice human sacrifice. Um, I mean, this was even Lovecraftian. I mean, they're like some sort of... Love, I know they're not, but they're like some sort of Lovecraftian cult worship in Dagon or Cthulhu or something. But <laughs> it, it, it's basically... They, 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 they regularly practiced human sacrifice to their gods. It's basically voodoo-y type stuff. So when he it's just decides, to please the gods. The, the, okay. Yeah. So they're fucking nut jobs. Yeah, basically. All they're, right, they're, so they're a death cult. They're a voodoo magic, black magic death cult. Ultimately, <laughs> like the gang in the Salt of Precinct Thirteen. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Only the Salt of Precinct Thirteen is tamer than this. <laughs> um, that would have been PG. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, this is what I'm talking about. But the choreography. Um, you know, he gets caught and I just think it's, it's almost like you're watching the choreography seems to come off to me. Like you're watching, you know how you go to like Universal Studios yeah, and you can go watch stuntmen. A bit stagey. It looks staged. staged. Yeah. Almost like watching the A-Team. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You know what? I, I know what you're saying, but it didn't affect my enjoyment at all. It didn't. No, and get me wrong, guys. I'm not repping this. I, like I said, I love the Indiana Jones films, but compared to Raiders, no. This is this is. I love I love I love the scene where Indy has to drink the blood and, and becomes evil. Indy. Well, of course you, because you're a sick fuck. No, but, no, but it's, it's just really effective. <laughs> no, I well, what I liked about the scene was a we got to see a different side of Indy. Yep. Um, and he hits short round. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact it shows, you know, Harrison Ford doing something else than being the smarmy, smartass hero. Yeah. hero, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and then you got voodoo involved in here. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's strictly it's voodoo, but it is, for all intents and purposes, it is it's, black it's magic. Vo- yeah. It's black magic. It's voodoo. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, now. And then he's going to kill Billy Scott. And, and then, and then, and, the and then as. And as they're making him, well, as they're making him fucking drink the blood, and we discuss how oh, man his heart ripped out, and then thrown slowly, slowly burned alive into a lava. Yes, we now get to see a child get <laughs> whipped. Yep, and also on top of that, we also have the little you know who's like the sort of prince of the palace. Um, that little shit. He's got a voodoo doll and he's stabbing it. <laughs> and then it's a great line where Harrison Ford goes, "Get your hands off him, you bastards!" Uh, yeah, I mean they're swearing and everything. Don't make them like they used to. <laughs> this is what you call a children's film. <laughs> this is what Uncharted needed to do. Edge it up a bit. Like, yeah. show us the fucking throat being cut. We don't need to see this fucking. Show shit. us the heart getting ripped out. Barehanded. <laughs> and, and the voodoo doll. It's mental. Uh, uh, child, and, 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 when, and then the child slavery and the children getting whipped. Yeah, that was all right. I hate kids. <laughs> Little fuckers. So you're basically but, Pat Roach in this? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. Uh, but I do like the where... Where Indy's going to sacrifice Willie, and Willie spits on him. I thought yes. that was cool. That that was quite ballsy as well. Yeah, and she's about to be sacrificed. And this is what I was saying with the choreography fight scene because I do like the fact it's the fire that wakes him up. Yes. So it gives Shorty. It's Shorty saves him. Yeah, short round who figures doesn't do it. He does it by mistake, but he figures it out. That's yes. why he's able to get the little prince kid. 
Yes. Um, but uh, I do like where he takes um, Chadalal and he throws him on top of the wheel. That's right. That's And he, he crushes his fucking ribs. Yeah. So I like that actor. He's, he's, he's been in loads of things. And in fact, I just watched him recently in Street Fighter. He plays Dr. Dalsam in Street Fighter. Um, oh, God. But he, he, he's, he's a good actor. I like to see him pop up. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, it doesn't affect the family. But when I compare this to the the market scene in, in Cairo and to the truck scene, it, it doesn't compare. Um, but... It's still fun as it is. Yeah, well, it's, it's, see, it's not quite as swashbuckling and more just hardcore horror, you know. Yeah, you're right. There isn't, but well, it does. It does turn a little bit when you when you get Pat Roach back in here. Yeah, later on. Yeah, he's back now when they're fighting. He's yeah. fighting him. He's the guy. Pat Roach is the guy who's in all three of these indie films. Yes, and he has always one big fight scene with Harrison Ford, and uh, I like this scene because when he's fighting him. And Short Round is fighting the prince because the prince is, you know, voodooing, brawling <laughs> yeah. Indiana Jones. <laughs> he burns the prince, mm-hmm. and he, the prince turns like a, like a good guy. Yes, he tells and, him what directions where to go. Yeah, because Harrison Ford was about to be killed here until the voodoo <laughs> curse was broken, whatever. But I do like where the the uh, the scarf of the bad guy. Get stuck in the rock grinder. Yes, and it's gonna pull him in, and Indy tries to save his life. Yes, because Indy's like Indy's not a killer, like a murderer. You know, he's Um, defend himself, and he will kill if he, you know, it's either you know if it's killer be killed, but uh, you know, he's not a cold blooded killer, like maybe James Bond can be. You know, (laughs) yeah, James Bond is like fuck it. (laughs) <laughs> it's just like so, and, and then and then make like some quip like you know I think he got the point you know <laughs> yeah oh, sort of a psycho does that <laughs> that doesn't make any sense <laughs> um alright now my favorite scene of the film is this whole sequence including the scene of the bridge and I love the mine scene uh, we talked about it earlier there it, just the puppetry the animation uh, with the practical stunts yeah. and the mats and the little models, it's I genuine. Mean, I, I I wanted to be on this ride. Oh, it's so brilliant. bad. I mean, it's and it's genuinely tense. Um, it's just yeah, it's just. I mean, this film, um, basically, to me, as I was going to say earlier, we'll come to it now. This film, to me, is just um, while the first and third indie films are just you know almost. Very almost perfect films, quite possibly perfect films. This is like the middle film that is basically just a two-hour chase scene, <laughs> a highly entertaining roller coaster ride. That's brilliant. I love it. Yeah, it, it is good fun, but it's it's weird saying good fun when we just talked about fifteen minutes of a film, which is just brutalization. Well, of well, well people, if anybody but, listening to this podcast that hasn't seen Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom will be thinking that we are depraved psychos. You know? They fucking already know that. Well, just, you just, know, to be fair, we we we, we we trust me. But I, I love the bridge scene. That, this is and what I was going to when, say to you. This is the most when, terrifying scene for me. When he. Pretty much winks at uh, Willie and uh, yeah. and short round grab on, oh. and he just whips up. He just takes out the machete and he just tells him my two greatest. My, sorry, the, the best the best line is in the film. Besides, get your hands off him, you bastard! <laughs> is when he goes Molaram, 
prepare to meet Kali yes. uh-huh. in hell. <laughs> hell yeah. And he just fucking chops that thing. And Mother Ram is a brilliant villain. But uh, this is this scene actually does scare me. Real, my, two of my greatest fears in real life um, are involved in this scene. Heights. Um, especially that really, you know, with the woods rotting on the bridge and stuff. And also um, alligators and crocodiles. Fucking terrifying, you know. Uh, it, it was fun because especially once the the, the bridge hits the, uh, the side of the cliff, then <laughs> there's a great scene where Muller Ram's trying to climb up. <laughs> and they're all trying to climb up pretty much. And Muller Ram's just throwing his own men out. That's right, the guards, yeah. And so it's a coward he is. Yep. Mm-hmm. But then he tells his buddies across the way, blah, 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 blah. And so they start firing boring arrows. And not at, one hits uh, Indy. At, at, at um, Indy. And Indy turns around and he sees the guys firing boring arrows. And you see his looks like, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you give me a moment? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. I, I write up on this and it's kind of fun. And we'll certainly talk about it. But it's a trait with the Indiana Jones films. And they say it's deliberate. And all the Indiana Jones, like we can't speak of the new, new one because we haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Indiana Jones never kills the main villain. The main villain in every single Indiana Jones film is killed by his own hands. By from hubris. Greed. From greed. Yeah. Yeah. Belloc, Tote, and Dietrich opening up the Ark kills him. Mm-hmm. They were warned. This scene with Mola Ram. Rather grab the stone and burn his hand and risk his death than see it fall. Um, you'll have it in Last Crusade. We'll talk about it, and it happens in the Crystal Skull. Mm-hmm. He never kills yeah. the main bad guys. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of cool. Well, yeah, and it goes back to the whole sort of, you know, their hubris, as it's known, the hubris, uh, especially in Raiders. And hubris? Last Crusade. I don't what the fuck? What the fuck, man? I don't even... What the fuck's hubris? Well, it's basically um, their own ego. Um, and their own sort oh of craving. Couldn't you have said that? Why do you got to fucking be a Mr. Named Thesaurus Dropper guy? <laughs> but, but that's what it's called. You know, and, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a smart arse, but um, essentially it's it's their own vanity and ego and, you know, the the, the sort of lust for power and the craving the, the um, that, that kills them and not actually in they, you know, especially in Raiders and Last Crusade. You know, like I said, it's yeah, it's, it's yeah, they're greed. Mm-hmm. See, I'm using, I'm not using hubris. Where the fuck hubris? <laughs> Whatever. Um, yeah. So, uh, and I, I do like the ending when he comes back with, and all the children show up with him. I, I there's something about this ending over the other ones, and I, I, there's some, there's something they all have satisfying endings. Don't get me wrong, but I kind of got a little bit of goosebumps. When he comes in back to the village and he brings all the kids with him, and even getting him now, just saying it, yeah. and these nice little elders thank him so much for what he what he's done, and ends up the credits roll. That's it. They don't do anything. They didn't do anything fancy with it. They just credits roll. That's it. It's, that's what, just there's something of what we just witnessed, <laughs> which could be construed as horror, like you mentioned, or very Lovecraftian. Uh, fuck, I think of Wes Craven. <laughs> but to have such a wonderful little eye, you know, to have a smile on your face after witnessing all that, it's a pretty neat little trick that Spielberg did. It's a, it's a genuinely, um, I, I personally find it a genuinely emotional ending. 
Um, what should they do with kids being reunited with their parents? I mean, the, the parents thought they'd never see their children again. And he saves them. He's the hero of the day. It's a really happy ending. And it's payoff for all the craziness that we've been through with them. It's brilliant. Yeah, it is. I mean, and and we'll get it in Last Crusade. We'll talk about it. That's my most emotional one. Mm-hmm. But it was just a, uh, yeah, it was just, you know, it's the funny thing about Indiana Jones. Pretty much everything I said in Raiders, copy and paste. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've got the blend of everything. You know, we talked about Matt, practical, whatever. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, it's, it's so well orchestrated. Uh, the choreography was a little lame with some of the parts. Um, just like I was watching, I was watching a theme park stuntman show in some of the scenes. But they fucking make up for it with one hell of a wonderful roller coaster ride in the mines. And then you got the bridge scene, which is my favorite. And the opening sequence is wonderful, even with the musical number. You, you, you kind of see, you, when you watch it, you kind of tap your foot along with Kate Capshaw. Yeah. You, you're just involved in the film. And that's the one thing about Spielberg. Uh, Spielberg, no matter what film you're watching, you're just absorbed into the characters. Uh, we talked about that with uh, Tim Burton with Edward Scissorhands. Only only Tim Burton can get away with making Edward Scissorhands because you would laugh at this if any other filmmaker mm-hmm. would do it. And this is silly, over the top, and stupid. But Tim Burton has a way of bringing you into that world and thinking it exists. Yeah. Um, Spielberg has that same gift, and it's just just. Just such a fun ride, and anyone's offended by this, it's unfortunate because I really. And then if, if no, if people are prejudging it because of some of the controversy, I wish you wouldn't. Because I think if you watched it, and you'd really, really enjoy it. They're missing out. Um, so are, to, to me, it is just two hours of pure entertainment. Um, I don't know why I said this about the last film, um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, but made by um, guys at the very top of their game who know what they're doing. Exactly. Let's, let's, let's end it with that one. That's a perfect way to put it. All right, guys, we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, downloads for this week has been fantastic. Um, we greatly appreciate it. Massive response for Raiders of Lost Ark, Evil Dead, and The Evil Dead Rises. Uh, so. Whoa, 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 whoa. Evil Dead Rise. Oh, did I say Rises again? Yes. <laughs> no, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, I told you I renamed it. Well, there you go. I let, I let Sam me know. You know, fuck him. <laughs> you know, he's very hubris. <laughs> <laughs> this is your hubris? <laughs> well, this is just me. I'm hubris. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're hubris. I'm hubris. <laughs> um, all right, guys. We're going <laughs> to... All right. Listen, we do appreciate it. And if you have any feedback or you want us to maybe review something down the road, give us a shout at CitizenFrame underscore podcast on Instagram and, of course, Facebook. Uh, Trevor, anything you need to add before we close out? Nope, all good, all good, uh, all good in the hood with me. Um, yeah, and I'm looking forward to the next one. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. There you have it. We're out. Be good. Be good.